This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. The Happy Bunny Tale podcast is for informational and or entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All conversations and information exchanged during participation on the Happy Bunny Tales podcast are intended for informational and or entertainment purposes only. Interaction with Happy Bunny Tales should not be considered treatment or medical advice. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Hello, my happy bunnies. Today, we had a very special guest join us on the show, and here is what it sounded like. Uh, all right, listeners. So my guest for today is Dr. Rita Louise, uh, author of The Dysfunctional Dance of the Empath and Narcissist. Uh, welcome, Rita. Hi, Rita. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, as soon as I saw uh, the, your email come in, I'm like, why am I sending an email to myself? Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> you know, there aren't all that many of us. No, there isn't. And what's funny uh, about your book is I am an empath myself. So I, I know how uh, difficult dealing with that can be. Uh, so c can you go ahead and uh, tell me about your book and uh, what prompted you to write the book? Sure. So you know, it's part of the whole story thing. Um, so the book is about, well, obviously empaths and narcissists, you know, and what I have found is that people that are empathic, especially people that are wounded empaths, you know, that have uh, personal stuff going on, mm -hmm. um, will find themselves getting in a relationship with someone who is maybe not so healthy, not, you know, a bit toxic. And so, and you know, so the reason I wrote the book was I was ending a relationship and had this revelation about my personal relationships and realized that the bulk of the intimate relationships that I had been in and um, a lot of friends that I had developed, friendships I had developed over the years were actually really toxic people and were narcissistic and... <laughs> It was kind of like, ooh. it was kind of shocking. And so, you know, I went on this journey to figure out what was going on and what was going on inside of me because I can't blame the other person for my patterns. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it, it opened up this whole new, I don't want to say a whole new world, but a new world within me of understanding what my motivations were and why I didn't see what was going on. And, um, and so the book's not a memoir. It's a definitely a self-help type book. Um, but people kind of go on the journey with me of learning about themselves, understanding what it's like to be an empath, what being a narcissist is like, because I think a lot of times people you know, empathic people get in relationships 
and they don't really understand the other person's behavior because they find that they just are accepting of Mm -hmm. what's going on. And so raising their awareness about the dynamics of what's going on in the relationship, because once you understand what's going on, and if you don't like it, you have the opportunity to change it. Yeah. And so, and then it delves into, you know, what you can do individually to change yourself, fix yourself, and move on to creating a more healthy relationship with someone else. Yeah. Um, I have to consider myself lucky at least because uh, my husband and I have been married for 18 years and I do consider him my soulmate. And he is, he is the most loving, most supportive uh, person I've ever met. And it's funny because as an empath, I find that I tend to pick up on like a handful of people, like my best friend, my mother, and um, a handful of other people that I tend to pick up on, but I never tend to pick up on him at all, which is odd. Hmm. Well, you might, you know, and you know, this is what I do. I'm doing intuitive work is what I do, you know, for my day job. Mm -hmm. And um, when people are really close to us and we're in such close vibration with them, it's like, it's really sometimes really hard to look at their energy, you know, mm-hmm. and experience their energy because you're in it all the time and you're used to it all the time. And so unless there's some really big thing happening, you might not really notice it. Yeah. And I, I think that's how it is uh, with, with him and I, because uh, it, it's funny because uh, for example, I mean, right now we are both working from home obviously because of uh, the quarantine, but when we're in the office, we both actually suffer separation anxiety during the day until we get home to each other every night. And we actually miss each other during the day. Uh, So right now, because we're in quarantine, we're enjoying the time that we have together and we're actually in a way not looking forward to having to go back to the office because we know that we're going to have that separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's a, you know, I mean, okay, there's the anxiety part, but it's a good thing to have that you miss the person that you're with versus, you know, it's the end of the day and it's like, oh, I have to go home now. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And dreading it, you know, and so it gives you something to look forward to, you know. It, it, it I, does. It really does. I mean, I work from home. I'm in a new relationship, which I'm sure we're going to talk about a little later. And he's retired. And so, you know, we're stuck with each other all day. (laughs) (laughs) Which works for me. I'm good with it. So. Uh, So tell me about how these revelations have brought happiness into your life. So the revelations. Okay. So one of the premises of the book is that people who have come through uh, a dysfunctional family never really knew, never were really taught what right looked like. You know, Mm -hmm. you were taught all kinds of bad things. You know, many times people that are empaths are people pleasers where they just want to take care of their partner all the time. Uh, Many times they can devolve into codependency with someone else. And so the revelation that I gained was, it's okay to say no. 
you know, uh-huh. and it's okay to have boundaries and identify my space. And so when I started implementing, you know, some of the things that I learned, um, I met this great guy, you know, and, um, you know, it's just a very different relationship. It's just a very different vibration. You know, I can go and talk to him about anything and, you know, I'm still in the process of healing, you know, so Mm -hmm. sometimes it scares the crap out of me to talk to him about stuff, but I do. And I joke around because, you know, something will happen and I'll get triggered and then I'll walk around thinking about it for a while. And then finally I'll go and talk to him about what's going on, you know, like you hurt my feelings or whatever, you know, and it can be something so Mm -hmm. stupid, stupid. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this talking stuff really works. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a five minute conversation with you gets me out of like a week of thinking about what happened and what's going on until I finally just let it go. You know, Uh, it's, go ahead. Yeah. I, I know at least for me, I feel like whenever I'm feeling anxious or stressed out, uh, I hesitate sometimes to tell my husband about it because I don't want to burden him with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and I agree with that, but I have found that for me, he doesn't get burdened by that. You know, he is open to just letting me just share it with him, you know? And so he's ex military. And so he has this big, uh, I need to fix the problem mentality. Mm -hmm. So that's something he's trying to, he's working through personally, um, you know, because that's what he wants to do. He wants to fix my problems, you know, and it's, and only if I put something on the table, but I don't need him to fix my problems. I just need to like vocalize and, you know, I don't want to say vent because it's not venting, you know, it's just communicating and having be kind of a soundboard where I can sit there and go, you know, well, I just have a lot of anxiety about this, or I'm worried about this, and blah, 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 you know, and so, you know, you've had 18 years, and I think that's wonderful. We Actually, Monday was our one-year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. And, uh, yeah, I think that's really great, you know, and so we're really learning and developing and kind of working through stuff, but it's just so solid, and for me, it's just, it's something that I've never really experienced before in a relationship. I've been married four times. So, <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I will say this, you know, my last husband passed away and we got along really good, but it wasn't the level of intimacy at, that I have with this man right now, you know? And so I walk around happy a lot, you know, we, uh, I joke around and I call us Team Barta because his name is Barney. And so it's B-A-R and for Barney and then T-A for Rita. So it's Team Barta. And I actually got hats made. And so, <laughs> you know, because there really is this mutual give and take that happens. It's something needs to be done and we both work to achieve whatever it is. And I think in a lot of relationships, especially if it's a dysfunctional one between an empath slash people pleaser 
And a uh -huh. narcissist, you know, the empath is the one that's doing all of the work, which, oh my God, I can tell you stories about that. Um, and the narcissist is, you know, a true story, sitting around playing text twist 10 and 12 hours a day while not mowing the lawn or doing anything. Um, and so, I don't know, it's just been wonderful and uh, life affirming for me to, you know, have this happen, to meet somebody that I could work through, you know, work through my stuff because there's stuff that happens. And then you know, my little like, oh my God, he's a narcissist light, like flare up. And yeah. it's kind of like, okay, you know, no, he's a good person. And no, he's not being selfish. <laughs> and, um, and so it's just been really good. And I'm looking forward to spending the rest of my life with this man, which is like, that's so, <laughs> that is so wonderful. So uh, let's say uh, some of my listeners are empaths and they, they might be in a toxic uh, relationship. Uh, what are the type of flags that you would tell an empath to kind of look out for uh, so, so that they can try to identify that they're in this type of toxic relationship? You know, I think the first thing is to identify, you know, do I have more happy days than bad? You know, because if you are in that kind of relationship, many times you're walking around on eggshells. You don't know whether you can say something to your partner or what kind of reaction, or if you do say something, there's always a negative reaction. You know, obviously every relationship has ups and downs and there are challenging times where one part person or the other is, you know, has something going on, you know? And so mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect, but if you spend more time worrying about what's going on in, in the relationship or worrying about the person and what their response to something is going to be, then you might want to stop and think about what's going on because bottom line, you're giving up your happiness to allow this other person to basically be happy. Does yeah. that make sense? That makes complete sense. You know, and so I think that's the first thing, you know, I post a lot about stuff like this and there are people that get really upset because it's, you know, it's about, identifying what you want, you know, and identifying who I am and creating boundaries around that. You know, people that are in these situations many times don't really know how to love themselves. You know, mm -hmm. one of the bigger issues is that there's some self-worth issues going on. You know, they might have some core beliefs that they're, you know, unlovable or too fat or too stupid or they can't do stuff that keeps them very limited. And so the healing part is not, you know, this is the part they don't tell you. You know, usually it's like you end the relationship and then you just move on to a new relationship, hoping and praying it's going to be better. It's going to be different. But the only way it's going to be better or different is if you look at yourself and work on yourself so that you can enter the relationship better and different and attract someone of a higher vibration that isn't going to be so bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, I want to thank you again for joining me today. Uh, can you go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find your book? 
Sure. Uh, my book's available at all the major distributors, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, you know, whatever. It's available in print as well as in an ebook. It's also available on my website, soulhealer.com. That's S-O-U-L-H-E-A-L-E-R.com, soulhealer.com. And if they purchase the book through me, they always come autographed. So that's, you know, you have to pay shipping through me. I don't have Amazon Prime, um, but you do get an autographed book on the other end. Awesome. I want to thank you again so much for joining me today. So again, I would like to thank our special guest for joining us today. And as always, keep on hopping, my happy bunnies.